This is Donna Skoglund, and you are listening to The Pleasure Project Podcast, episode 132. One of the things that many of my clients struggle with is going to bed on time. For this podcast, I'm going to use this specific example to demonstrate the underlying causes of our resistance to change. You can apply this to any change that you're struggling with, because as you've probably experienced, it's not as simple as deciding to do something and then following through and doing it. Knowing what to do is never enough. What's equally important is uncovering what's in the way of making the changes you want so you know what problem to solve. Most of the time, we're focusing on the wrong things. We simply just think about, okay, what do I need to do? What are the new actions I need to take, the new even behaviors or habits that I need to cultivate? And then we try to use willpower to get ourselves to take those actions. Sometimes it works, but more often it doesn't. And then we beat ourselves up when we don't follow through on our intentions. We go into shame spiraling and create a whole narrative about having weak discipline or weak willpower. And the problem isn't weak willpower. It's none of that. It's our subconscious programming that prevents us from taking action. This is known as our psychological immune system, which works in very much the same way as our body's immune system. So with our body, When a foreign invader attempts to enter our system, our body's defenses go up to protect ourselves from it. It works the same way for our psychological immune system. Any change that we want to make is seen as a foreign invader. It's a threat to our status quo. So our defenses show up, and this looks like fear, anxiety, resistance, confusion, doubt, worry, all the emotions that drive us to procrastinate and avoid taking action, which prevents us from making the changes we want. So it's important to understand that your subconscious mind wants you to maintain homeostasis. It wants you to just keep doing the same thing that you've always done, because that's predictable. That is certain and therefore it feels safer. I was coaching someone last week, and this is the example of going to bed earlier. And really, he wants to go to bed earlier so he can wake up earlier and go to the gym in the morning. And we were talking about what gets in the way of going to bed, and he shared that he watches TV with his wife for about three hours every night. And this is their connection time. His relationship to his wife is very important to him, so it makes sense that going to bed earlier would feel like a threat. So while on one hand, he really does want to go to bed earlier and have a little bit more discipline, he wants to get in shape, be healthier, feel good about himself, feel good about his decisions and how he's spending his time. But on the other hand, he also wants to feel connected to his wife and spend time together. So it makes complete sense that this is a challenge. This is what's called a competing commitment. A competing commitment is the thing that you're doing that opposes the goal. 
So you want to understand why you're doing it. You want to uncover what's underneath taking actions that sabotage the changes that you want. Connection is one of the main motivations we have as humans. It is critical to our survival. So when any of these five needs that we have that I'm going to share in a moment are unattended to or not met, it sends a threat response to our brain. And alternatively, when these social needs are met, we experience reward, and that makes us feel good, which then allows us to make those changes a lot more easily. This is really important to understand. Your brain is always trying to protect you. It thinks that it is helping you survive. So it's a matter of learning how to work with your brain to make the changes you want. So the five needs, the five social needs are status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness. And you can remember them by the acronym SCARF. So I'll just go into each one a little bit more in depth. So status is all about how we are perceived by others. And as humans, we care a lot about what other people think of us, whether we like it or not. We would love to just be able to not care what anyone else thinks and do whatever we want, but it is literally in our DNA. One way that we can overcome this is to truly cultivate unconditional love and acceptance for ourselves. I have worked a lot of people who want to lose weight and one of their fears is being quote unquote that girl who at the restaurant asks for sauce on the side and without bread and makes all the requests, special requests to the waiter. And that is seen as so uncomfortable that they don't want to make that change, even though really nobody would really care. But that is our subconscious mind and our psychological immune system in action. The second one is certainty. And this is our desire and our need to feel like in some sense we can predict the future. We want to have an idea of knowing what will happen when we do something. And this gives us a sense of comfort and safety. And when we want to make changes, we don't know what's going to happen. And so that feels very scary. It feels very threatening. So it's really about cultivating courage and being more willing to try things and have your own back, be willing to make mistakes, fail, experiment. And that's one of the ways we can start to overcome this challenge of uncertainty. And another way is doing some mental rehearsals. So when you can imagine something in your mind, you're making yourself more familiar with it. It doesn't feel so foreign because you've seen it many times in your own brain. The third thing is autonomy. And this is our desire to feel like we have a sense of control, choice, and freedom. Have you ever felt like you are rebelling against yourself? It's like, nobody's going to tell me what to do, even me. (laughs) So if you have that kind of rebellious nature, that is the autonomy part of your psychological immune system rearing its ugly head. And autonomy is a wonderful thing. We want autonomy. We want to feel a sense of control. 
but sometimes it can be a little bit misled. The fourth one is relatedness, and this is all about connection. And this is one of the things that was coming up for my client. His connection was feeling threatened. And we always want to, often, we want to avoid conflict or tension in relationships. So we will avoid doing things that we think will create that. So we don't do the things we want to do because we're afraid of how it will affect our relationships. But often, again, it's it's a fear that doesn't really have a lot of validity, So, but we want to be able to uncover it. And the fourth one is fairness, which is this desire that we all have to be treated equally and with respect. So take a moment and think about the thing that you have struggled to change. And remember, it's not because you lack motivation or discipline or willpower. It's because you have a competing commitment. There is something that is important to you that you're trying to preserve, whether that's connection, your status, a feeling of certainty, your sense of control, fairness. It all makes sense. But the key is uncovering what it is so that it's not a blind spot, because as long as it's a blind spot, it will continue to hold you back. And change is not possible without awareness. This is one of the reasons coaching is so valuable because a good coach can help you uncover your blind spots and help you see things differently and shift your perspective. And we see that, oh, I'm believing that if I go to bed early, it's going to affect my relationship when we can really just challenge that and see, will it actually Are you sure? How do you know? How can you find out if that's actually going to happen? So with my client, we, we talked about how his wife would react if he didn't stay up late with her every night. We talked about how it would feel to tell her he was going to bed. We explored what it would look like to make the change. And think of this as taking a flashlight into the dark corners of your subconscious. Because what you will find when you shine light in those areas is that these threats are often not real threats, but you have to look directly at those fears to be able to see that. And often these are not things we think about when we plan to make a change. We just think, okay, I just have to make myself go to bed earlier. I have to make myself get up and go to the gym. But our subconscious mind is trying really hard to prevent us from making that change. So we want to understand. We want to uncover those unconscious beliefs that are creating that resistance. So for my client, he was believing that if he didn't watch three hours of TV, it would negatively affect his relationship. He thought maybe his wife would think that he didn't want to spend time with her or that he values working out more than her. And this is what our brain does. And we just want to know what is happening under the hood so that we can truly see if any of that has any truth, any validity. So when you uncover those unconscious beliefs, then you can challenge them and disprove them and question them and see if there's small ways that you can test them and see what will happen. So once you reveal the beliefs, you often will see that they don't often make a lot of sense. 
but you don't find that out unless you actually explore. So to recap, these are the four steps to really uncover your resistance to change so that you can overcome it, so that you can make the changes that you want to make. The first step is, what is the change? What is the goal that you have? The second one is, okay, now it's time to get honest. What are you doing that opposes that goal? What are the competing commitments that you have? You're, you've, on one hand, you've got the goal. On the other hand, you're committed to still taking actions that oppose it. So figure out what those actions are. Now imagine if you just had to stop doing that. If you had to actually take the actions towards your goal or and stop doing the other things that you're currently doing, what are the fears that come up? Those fears will reveal your belief, the unconscious belief that you need to shift. These are the blind spots, which again, sometimes can be a little bit challenging to find. So it is helpful to talk to someone about this and they can often see things that you can't see. You can't see the label from inside the jar. And then the fourth step is once you understand why you have this resistance and what it's about, you can begin to dismantle it. You can challenge it, question it, explore it. So I hope this was helpful. And if you know someone that is struggling to make a change, send this to them. And I would really appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast so I can help more people make the changes they want more effectively. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon.